section ten of exposition of the apostles creed this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by kathleen exposition of the apostles creed by james dodds article two section three christ in ancient times no such appellations as those now termed surnames were given to individuals one name only was distinctive both among the jews and among the greeks this system of nomenclature prevailed family names being unknown it was different with the romans by many of whom more names than one were born in reading ancient greek history we find illustrious personages known by one name only as plato aristotle socrates solon the same feature marks early jewish history abraham isaac moses job were not known by any other names than these sometimes names were changed or modified in order to express some speciality of character or achievement abraham to abraham jacob to israel hoshia to joshua in later times appellations descriptive of the work or office of individuals were attached to their original names as in the cases of john the baptist of matthew the publican and of our lord himself jesus the christ this latter practice prevailed in early english history and famous kings appear bearing descriptive epithets in addition to their original single names alfred the great edward the confessor william the conqueror christ is not a proper name but an official title although now often used to designate the person of the lord jesus it was not so when he lived in the world as john was the baptist or baptizer jesus was the christ the anointed the title is the greek equivalent of the hebrew messiah and means the anointed it denotes that he who bore it was separated consecrated and invested with high office these distinctions met in jesus rendering the title appropriate at the time of the birth of jesus the coming of a great deliverer was at once the desire and the expectation not of jews only but of many nations roman historians of that period tell us that a redeemer was to make his appearance from among the nation of israel this belief was no doubt spread abroad by jewish exiles who scattered through many lands carried with them the hopes and prophecies which had been given from time to time to their own people that the expected messiah had come to the world bearing with him from heaven a message of salvation was the cardinal doctrine of apostolic preaching to accept jesus as the christ was to accept him as the saviour and deliverer when andrew found his brother simon he said to him we have found the messiahs footnote zero four one john one forty one end of footnote is not this the christ footnote zero four two john four twenty nine end of footnote was the appeal of the woman of samaria to the people of her city and the confession of peter that jesus was the christ was declared by our lord to be a revelation not of flesh and blood but of his father in heaven footnote zero four three matthew sixteen sixteen seventeen end of footnote not apollos only but paul and the other inspired teachers also set it before them as their appointed work to show by the scriptures that jesus was christ 
footnote zero four four acts eighteen twenty eight end of footnote to confess that jesus was the christ was an acknowledgment that in him were vested all those attributes and qualities which the old testament scriptures ascribed to messiah that jesus of nazareth was the deliverer of whom the prophets testified to whose coming all the holy men of old look forward whom prophets and kings desired to see and of whom all scripture bore witness it was the acknowledgment by the common people that jesus was messiah that stirred the indignation of the jewish rulers they saw that if this were conceded all his claims must be held valid and accordingly the sanhedrin passed a resolution to the effect that if any man did confess that jesus was christ he should be put out of the synagogue footnote zero four five john nine twenty two end of footnote the name christ denotes the offices which jesus executes as our redeemer three classes were set apart by anointing the prophet who made known the will of god the priest who confessed sin and offered sacrifice for the people and the king who acted as their leader and commander jesus was consecrated for his work as our redeemer by anointing but not so far as we know with material oil he who anointed him was god the father and the oil that descended upon him was the holy ghost of whose influence oil was the symbol god even thy god hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows footnote zero four six psalm forty five seven hebrews one nine end of footnote he fulfilled the office of a prophet by revealing the father and making known the will of god for our salvation of a priest in the sacrifice of himself which he offered up to god for us and in the intercession which he makes on our behalf at his father's right hand of a king in the victory he won over man's enemies and in the power he imparts to his people by which they overcome evil in themselves and in the world it was not until after he had finished his work that his followers so closely associated him with the messiahship as to speak of him not as jesus only nor as christ only but as jesus christ this twofold name occurs very rarely in the gospels once in matthew once in mark never in luke but in the epistles it is the name by which he is designated and made known to the world to believe in jesus christ is to accept him in all his offices and to take home the truth which john had in view when he penned his gospel these are written that ye might believe that jesus is the christ the son of god and that believing ye might have life through his name footnote zero four seven john twenty thirty one end of footnote end of section ten